0: This is Jets at Noon with Cameron Poitras and Jim Toth on 680
1: CJOB. We just felt that there was a lot of things that, um, when they make those rulings, there's a lot of things. The chicken wing, you know, leave, leaving your feet, uh, you know, direct, I know it was uh, kind of hit the head, but at the end of the day, Dilly did a lot of the correct things. And so it's hard. I mean, we, we expected that there was going to be some kind of deci- decision, but we really. Well, we weren't hoping for three, you know, so, but at the end of the day, you know, we, they're going to miss their player, I'm sure, for a few games as well. So, um, we've got to live with it. we got to move on. You know, now stands chance to step in.
0: Associate coach Scott Arneal following the news coming down last night uh, that uh, Brennan Dillon handed a three-game suspension for the hit on Noel Achari on Tuesday. Uh, the hit to the head. Uh, this is going to be the ongoing conversation of the show. Text it. We do have our text messages back yesterday. was out. It was down. Uh, but it is back up today. 204-780-6868. 204-780-6868. Logan Stanley slotting in for Brendan Dillon. Lots to get to. How do the Winnipeg Jets get their mojo back? We'll cover that. Tyson uh, Rewicki, a Flyers fan. He's been poisoned by his uh, family um, converting him into this—I don't know what is going on in that household—that they're all frickin' Flyers fans. Uh, but it's sickening to say the least. Uh, Tyson Rickey's going to be joining us uh, at twelve thirty. As we can, I not know can, you,
2: you probably in this day and age can't legally do that to your kids. Can you make I, them
0: Flyers fans? You know, I—I I, I think, it's I think frowned, the laws have changed. It's at least frowned upon. So uh, we'll we'll definitely have him join the show, and we'll we'll try to. It's more of a therapy session with him uh, to really. You Know, not not change who he is, but try to understand, yeah. And I think that's the most important part. So we'll have him join. That's at the key 30. to any recovery, it's understanding. Well, first, you gotta how know, you, got there. you gotta first, you have to know, you have to know, and then you can first you have to admit move there's forward. a problem. Well, yeah, so I'm told, yeah, that's what they say. <laughs> um, and then, of course, your guys' text messages 204 780 68 I mean, you heard from uh, Scott Arneal, uh, associate coach of the Winnipeg Jets, clearly surprised at the three games. Um, I was surprised at three games. I was emotionally ready for two. Uh, I was thinking in my heart of hearts that it should perhaps be a one. I do think he should be suspended because of the um, because of the head-on-head contact, you know, all that. I said that yesterday. Um, but just given uh, how dangerous those hits can be, I do think Brendan Dillon tried to avoid it. I do think he did all the right things in, the, in that situation um, to, to not get his elbow out. He tucked himself in. Uh, Noel Chari did not have his head up going down the ice. All that factoring in, I still think he should have been suspended one game. I think three, Jim, is over the line. I think three-game suspension is well over the line.
2: So here's how I view it, and I'm going to go back to a little playoff series against Montreal Canadiens, where Mark Shifley... (laughs) You're bringing... Jim, you're throwing the heat. You're bringing the big guns. You step into the batter box all you want. I'm coming firing heat at you right now. 100 miles an hour. I'm fine with Shifley getting four games for that hit. I am fine with Brendan Dilling getting three for this. But then let's pick it up a bit here. I'm not a conspiracy theorist at all. I don't think anybody's out to get the Jets. But the NHL and the Department of Player Safety is going to have to explain to me if that was four games and this is three games from the other night against Pittsburgh, how Nick Cousins has not been suspended yet this year. And I'm going to try and stay calm here because I think headshots need to be taken out of the game. I don't think Brendan Dillon intended to hit him in the head. I don't think he put his arm out. In fact, he tucked it in. And he tried to do a devastating hit on a guy who, when I watched it again and again and again, had his head down over two lines. The blue line and the red line, his head was still down. Leading with his head. So if I'm Brendan Dillon, I'm loading up as well. But I'm not trying to hit him in the head. Now, I did hit him in the head. And that's terrible. And I should probably be suspended for that. I thought it would be a fine or maybe one game. If this is three games... Fair enough. Let that be the standard, because I think it'll make guys think twice about loading up like that, if that's what we want, and I think it is what we all want. But then how in the Hades is Nick Cousins crushing guys from behind into the boards and not get a suspension yet this year?
0: Now, Jim, the
2: inconsistency
0: is incredible. It was essentially a four-game suspension. There was a match penalty handed out. The Jets had to play with five defensemen on Tuesday. They also had an on-ice major penalty where the Pittsburgh Penguins scored twice. Now I'm not saying that should necessarily factor into it, but it was essentially a four-game it's essentially a four-game suspension.
2: You're telling me right now that Brendan Dillon would have been better off to stick his knee out and catch a car akari or to slash him like Petrangelo did against the Oilers an over the head two hand axe job karate swing over a guy's head got a one game suspension this is a guy who went to devastatingly crush a guy with a body check and he caught his head fair enough fair enough it's three games Yeah. but then how does Petrangelo what hockey play is over your head swinging a slash stick down on a guy's head and he got one game for that. How is that any less worse than Mark Shifley's hit in the playoffs that got four games?
0: Look at Brendan Gallagher. And you know, how I feel about the Mark Shifley in situation. Sure, we don't, fair we enough. don't need to get into You know into what that.
2: I'm saying, right? Yeah. There's a guy in this league that plays for Florida been, I don't think who has driven guys spent. head first into the boards three times this year. And has not been suspended. I, this is a guy that went for a hit in a guy's chest, caught him in the head and gets three games. I'm fine with the three games. What are we doing here?
0: Brendan, Be consistent. Brendan Gallagher against the Islanders earlier this year. Five games. That, you, that was a much dirtier hit than what happened with Brandon Dillon. Much dirtier. Five yes. games and that comes in the third period with a match penalty.
2: I, I so still, I, I, I'm, I'm so fired up, Cam, because I can't believe a guy, Tomahawk chopped a guy in the head in the playoff game, and he missed one game for it.
0: Well, it's because it's, it's Petrangelo.
2: And it's the Golden Knights. Listen. I, and, and we I, don't want to ruin this playoff series.
0: Listen, I'm also not a conspiracy theorist, but I also begin, as I see these continuously come down, Ryan Strom doesn't get any sort of, you know, there's no supplementary discipline for, for Ryan Strom. He doesn't get any suspension. Um, as I see these come in, I, 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 my mind goes to little market Winnipeg, you know, I just, I can't help but think that way. I, I just don't, I I'm don't not, see I, any, con, I don't see any consistency here and you know what I, uh, and you know, I'm watching goaltender interference calls and you know what? They're starting to get more consistent. Yes. They are yeah. starting to become more consistent there. I can understand a call now in terms of goaltender interference and when it gets called back, if, if a player is is forced into the crease by another teammate. That guy better get out of there within a couple of seconds. If he stays in there, the goal's going to stand. You saw it with, uh, with the Leafs when the goal was called back when William Nylander was in the crease, right? That one, I I totally understand if a player enters the crease. Well, the whole situation, you don't need to get into it, but the whole situation around the crease, I'm starting to understand goaltender interference. I think the NHL is getting better at that. It's not perfect, far from perfect, but I think they're getting better when it comes to, And I understand there are so many variables in play on any of these suspensions. There's so many instances that are happening here. This is affecting that. This is affecting that. To have some sort of real hard press consistency, I think, is is almost impossible. But I just don't think that—I just think three is over the line here, Jim. I just—I keep coming back to that. I I don't see a three-game suspension because we see these come time and time and time again. And I think three is just over the is line. That check,
2: not a, here's how I look at it. Is that check not a hockey play? It's a hockey play where he caught him in the head.
0: Yeah, accidentally. So
2: fair enough. Like I said, accidentally, I'm, if it's three I... games, that's great. There's no consistency in this. There's no Department of Player Safety out for the, the player safety. If there was player safety involved in the Department of Player Safety, you would get suspended the minute you check somebody from behind. Mm. One game across the board. You hit somebody into the boards from behind, take that liberty, you're gone for a game. That's protecting players. What this is is not protecting players. This is suspending a guy for three games so he doesn't try to body check anymore. Swinging your stick over the top of your head and bringing it down on a guy in a playoff game, there's no hockey play involved in that. And they got less suspended than a hockey play that turned out bad. And I like what O'Neal said there. Akari's going to be out for a while, too. I feel for Akari. Yeah. I don't blame him because he had his head down. If Brendan Dillon devastates him and doesn't catch him in the head, I blame Akari. Yeah. Akari wants to have his head down and gets crushed in the head. There should be a suspension for that. But it's a hockey play that caught a guy in a head. Everything else we're talking about is not a hockey play, and it got less suspended.
0: What this does mean as we go to a break here, thank you, is another opportunity for Logan Stanley to jump in here. He's going to be in the lineup for the next three games with Brendan Dillon suspended.
2: And again, to reiterate, I'm fine if this is three games. What I'm upset about is everything else is not.
0: Chris Harvey says, I absolutely agree with Cam. I don't think it's even that hard to see. Winnipeg is treated differently when it comes to these player discipline issues. I'm fine with the three games for the hit. It was ugly, but everything Jim is saying is true. If this was Pittsburgh hitting a Winnipeg player, it wouldn't be three games I believe that fully. So that's what some people think. I don't think there's any conspiracy theories. I don't think George Perils has a hate on for the Winnipeg Jets. I don't believe that.
2: But you have to explain it to me, Cam, then. You have to explain while two Jets players in three years have gotten seven games for infractions, and other players don't even get suspended. A check from behind is not a hockey play. Driving a guy with full force from behind into the boards is less of one.
0: How do the Winnipeg Jets get their mojo back? Why don't we discuss that? We'll talk about that. On the other side, don't go anywhere. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB. Well, no, Jim, just to continue on with this conversation, then we're going to move to the game tonight. Uh, But just continuing to look at the three-game suspension from Brendan Dillon. There was no subsequent... um, Fine, no suspension for Ryan Strom. He takes Kyle Connor, a star, a guy who is right there in the lead for the National Hockey League in scoring. If that's what this is all about, um, and and there's not even a, a suspension, not even a fine.
2: And again, Cam, a knee-on-knee knee is not a hockey play. An over-the-head slash is not a hockey play. A check from behind is not a hockey play. A body check that catches the head is a hockey play. So you'll, you'll have to explain it to me. A body checking is allowed. Yeah, If Strome hits Connor in the body and their knees knock and that happens, I'm fine with it. He's laying the body out, sticking the knee out, tomahawk chopping somebody, hitting somebody into the boards from behind. They're not hockey plays. And all of them were either not suspended or even fined. And a body check that went awry and caught a guy in the head, which I'm okay with a suspension coming with it, gets three games. It's just, it's it's almost ludicrous at this well, point. Say, the inconsistency and, on how they try to keep and they players at, safe. They say
0: Strom essentially planned his foot, didn't intentionally make contact with Connor, but it was reckless. Whatever. We'll be right back. Jets at noon on six eighty CJOB. Right now it is zero at six
2: eighty CJOB. Let's get you back to this busy studio. Jets at noon.
0: It's active. There's action Active. going on here. Action. As people say, there's action. It's a
2: game day. Jets and flyers
0: tonight. Yeah. Got lots of response. We hear from games,
2: watching and stuff, and I've talked to him. He's I don't have a personal problem with him. I just it's the department, right? It's it's the inconsistency of what we've just talked about. We don't have to go on and on about it. I just mm-hmm. I I'm fine with it if it's three games. I thought it was maybe a game or a fine based on what I've seen. From the Department of Player that's Safety, that's your
0: problem, Jim. You're basing it on what yes. you've seen.
2: Yeah, that's, that's why even issue. We, we debate goaltender interference. And you said, I agree with you. I think it's gotten a lot better, it and has. consistent. It has, but I'm so ingrained with I people. The minute there's a call, you know, people ask or I get texts or social media, and they're like, "What do you think?" And I'm like, "I honestly don't know." Well, and when it comes to suspensions now, I honestly don't know.
0: No, no. See, but goaltender interference has gone to the point where I can make an educated guess as to yes. what it is, and it's usually Fair correct. Three, four years ago, it was like, who the heck knows what this is going to end up being. So I got to give some credit where credit is due. The Winnipeg Jets are taking on the Philadelphia Flyers tonight. Brandon Dillon won't be in the lineup. Opens up an opportunity for Logan Stanley. Uh, so all the lines are staying the same from the game in Pittsburgh, except for, of course, on defense. Morrissey's with DeMello, Sandberg's with Pionk, and Stanley is going to slot up with Schmidt. Laurent Brassois also uh, finding his way uh, back into LB. the net. It was a very optional skate in Philadelphia. Hellebach, uh, Connor, Scheifele, uh, Baron Velarde, Stanley, Dillon, Tononato, Gustafson, and Gupari all taking part. Now, for this game... Uh, there's only one person to bring in here in the radio station it's uh tyson Ruwicki guaranteed one um flyers fan unfortunately
1: uh or un- unfortunately unfortunate unfortunate it's, it, it's been a it's been a cursed almost 20 25 years of my life being a Philly fan not just a flyers fan that Eagles Super Bowl kind of Oh. Nailed the things over a little bit for, and you kind of thought, oh, we're good. we're on the up and up now, and we're past that, but oh, we're not past <laughs> that. That. That, <laughs>
0: that championship only lasts for so long. Then yeah. all of a sudden, you start wanting another one, but. Uh now, we the, were debating whether you, it's
1: even
2: legal to make your kids Flyers fans these days. I know when you happened it was a different generation, yeah. Oh,
1: my dad would be locked up for life then. <laughs> he, he's never getting out of that. That's yeah, a crime. He's like
0: it's 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 moving into like the capital punishment sort of situation <laughs> I think. But uh, the Flyers are right now as of right now in a position uh, they're in a playoff spot. Um they got a, some teams over them in certain in terms of points percentage, but they're 26-19-6. They have 50, played 51 games. They have uh, 31 left. Are they going to stay in the playoffs? What's keeping them right now in the race?
1: Well, this is a common theme with John Tortorella teams and even the Flyers team from last year. Very common. They had, they had a similar start to the season. They had started off really hot. A lot of people were kind of surprised at the season that they had going into around De- December, January. And then they kind of tailed off around the second half. And you start to realize like, John Tortorella teams have very, very hard training camps. And so the Flyers were very much in shape come start of the regular season. And that showed in a a lot of games like they were able to really impose their play style, impose their will on teams, play a grinding style of hockey and just kind of grind teams out. And they were getting some really good goaltending too early on in the season. And so you add those things together and there's a recipe of, of success there. They're not the most talented team far from it. No. But once we get into the second half of the season and the pace of place kind of starts to heat up a little bit, there's more urgency from teams with higher skilled players. I think that's where the Flyers are going to get into a little bit of trouble. And even on Tuesday, their first game back from the break, they played the Panthers. There was that those signs in the first period, the first half of the game, even where you kind of notice, oh, this team's outmatched here. They can't, but they stick to their game plan. And John Tortorella has a team playing at a very they, they're a very they cohesive win. group. They did
0: win against the Panthers.
1: Yes, and, and they looked really good in the second half of that game, actually. they just took them a little while to get started. I don't think it's necessarily going to be sustainable throughout the rest of the second half. I, I do see with the amount of teams behind them. They play a lot of Eastern teams throughout the rest of the, their schedule. They played a lot of West yeah. teams early on, so I think that that could play a factor, but I'm going to guess, unfortunately, that they missed the playoffs. So
2: here's the thing. I think when Tortorella was hired... And I saw the videos of him talking to like 60-some players at training camp and mentioning the logo. We all get a chuckle out of it because it's Tortorella, right? And we yeah. all go, oh, and he's like, oh, that logo, I live and breathe, tired. we're going to battle. And I love that logo and it's ingrained in me and it's the tradition. And, you know, we kind of laugh and chuckle, right? Fast forward a year and a half later, he's getting, as you said, a lot more out of this team than he should be. Like he's done a good job. Yeah. He's got – it's flyer hockey, right? Like you say, like he's um, – on, on
0: paper, this team has no business being where they no, are
2: right now. No, none. And they got a great young goaltender who's burnt the, the Jets already this year with a great game, and he's having a great season now that Carter Hart's away from the team. But I, I just – I'm – you know, he's – I think we all laugh because Torts has the sound bites and he can't control himself sometimes and all that, but I think at this point he's done – a better job than most expected with what he
1: has. Oh, absolutely! And uh, Torrets is exactly the kind of coach that this Flyers team needed. We go back a couple of years with the Chuck Fletcher tenure, when Chuck Fletcher was the GM before Danny Briere and Keith Jones the, took over. The recently. golden
0: years, oh, Chuck Fletcher years, the golden years. You
1: ask any Flyers fan, Fletch. it was only it was only three years. <laughs> it felt like 15. Like it was, it was so awful. But they had completely <laughs> lost their way. They had a, a different, after Ed Snyder passed away, there was a little bit of a kind of a fiasco in like the ownership ownership side of things mm. and losing their way. There was a time where they didn't even acknowledge Ed Snyder's birthday, which is kind of blasphemous in Philly, right? Yeah. Like it's yeah. it's crazy to not mention Ed Snyder. He's the guy that built this thing. And so they kind of lost their way and bringing in torts has really helped this team find that Broad Street Bully's identity. Mm-hmm. And I think even going back to January, that cutter Goche situation the way the Flyers handled it, kind of saying, you know, if you don't want to be here, then we don't want you here. And I see a lot of parallels with Winnipeg, actually, in Philadelphia. Like, I consider Winnipeg almost the Philadelphia, the Canadian Philadelphia, where it's, we love you, we're going to support you. If you're on our team, we're going to be on your side. But if, as soon as you spur us, You're dead to us, right?
0: Yeah. Instead of Philly cheesesteak, it's uh, fat boys. Exactly.
1: Not too far off. A little bit. (laughs) We can mix it up a little bit. Get some cheese whiz on those fat boys. Maybe make it a (laughs) cheese whiz. Yeah. You ever hear the the whiz wit? Yeah. You got
0: cheesesteak. Yeah. Whiz wit with onions, man.
1: It's the only way to go. I get me going with yeah. Exactly. But ridiculous. uh, (laughs) Yeah. It's like it's really been a quick turnaround for this team and this franchise as a whole. So it's torts has been absolutely awesome and. I think him and bonus when it comes down to it are going to be finalists for you the know, Jack You know it's Adams.
0: interesting because John Tortorella is wow, like Wow, Jack Adams.
1: S- they make like the playoffs potentially.
0: Yeah, you know John Tortorella is it's it's almost surprising he hasn't been the f- head coach of the Flyers before. Right. Cuz I don't know, he just fits in the identity of the team.
1: And he even said when he was coaching the Lightning in 04 when they went they the Flyers played the Lightning in the conference finals. Mm-hmm. He said when he became first became Flyers coach, he said at that moment in that conference final I knew that I wanted to coach in Philly before I retired and could be his last spot.
0: Morgan Frost, Scott Lawton. What are they doing? Yeah. What, what's what's going on with this situation? Are those guys that the team is really, and Danny Breer, the GM, is really looking at shopping?
1: I think that they're they're going to look at all their options, 100%. And Danny Breer and Keith Jones have really been adamant this whole year, even John Tortorella as well, that just because they've had this sustained success so far in the season and they're holding on to one of those top three divisional spots, that doesn't matter. They yeah. they know that this is kind of a smoke and mirror situation. Like I, you they, know what? I
0: think that's a good GM. I think that's a smart. That's smart.
1: Right. And they, you,
0: you see teams, they go all in and think that they're going to win the cup and stuff like that. And then that sets them back big time.
1: Yeah. And we saw with St. Louis when they traded Stasny to Winnipeg and they still made the playoffs that year. Yeah. You can still do both things. And I think they're, they're really going to look at Sean Walker. He's a guy that I would almost guarantee he gets traded just because. the acquisition of Jamie Drysdale Mm -hmm. that really opened that there's not much room there for him and it's going to cost a lot Scott Lawton's a really interesting name because I could kind of see him being sort of that Tanner Genot package where you're kind of kind of strict scratch your head a little bit like this is a lot these are a lot of picks that to give up for a guy that's kind of probably playing your bottom six but he brings a lot of leadership a lot of intangibles he's the only flyer. That has a letter on his jersey, and it's not even a C. Mm-hmm. Only they only have one A on the team, and it's Scott Lawton. <laughs> I think but, it's because they had to
0: give it to somebody. They, exactly. Somebody has to wear one, at least. exactly. And
1: so, are they getting? Or I I, mean, I, I think they're gonna they're gonna look at all their options. I, mean, I think, depending how the rest of the season goes, like let's say they kind of stumble out of the playoffs a little bit, they're looking like they're four points out come deadline time. I think you see a lot of. I think you see a lot more moves made. I think Sean Walker, Scott Lawton, are the two most likely to be moved. R- Rasmus Ristolainen is another name that's been thrown out there, but the Flyers will definitely have to retain a little bit mm. to move that contract and get v- appropriate value for that. He's been R- Rasmus Ristolainen has taken off under head coach or assistant coach Brad Shaw, who I believe is going to get a lot of interviews this off season. He's been awesome, mm. but it's it, and Morgan Frost too. He's been in and out of the lineup. He, there's consistency issues. I, I really do think the Flyers are open for business for the right price. They're not just going to move guys to move guys, but even a guy like a Travis Konechny, If the offer's right and a team's willing to pay out the wazoo for him, I could, I could see Danny Breer looking at everything.
0: Yeah. What do you think about the game tonight?
1: The jets are one of the better teams to face against the flyers because the flyers play that zone type of defense. And the way you beat zone defenses like the flyers is that you have guys who are zone breakers mm-hmm. like Nick Ehlers, Cal Connor. Mark Shifley, a zone's most effective when all those guys are able to move as a unit and communicate. When you have a guy like Nick Ehlers or Kyle Connor ragging the puck around the outside, it it causes confusion for some of the D-men, some of the forwards on the ice. And that's, I think, really the focus today. The last game the Jets played against the Flyers, there was injuries. Nick Ehlers was still making his way back. He wasn't great in that game and they got shut out. Sam Morrison played really good in that game as well. So that's something to watch. But I think the Jets... Especially on this slide, it, there could be an avenue for them to kind of break this goalless drought that they've been on. If they can really, if the top players can really shine through, I think they'll really give the Flyers a lot of trouble tonight. I, I
0: think if the Jets get ahead two nothing, I think they're going to win this game. It's yep. gonna, the, the Flyers are going to struggle to go uphill. If you get ahead by two, they, they just don't have the scoring power. They they get caught by. It. See what they do well is if in zero zero games, grinding out wins, uh, they're down by one, you know that sort of th- situation. But if you can really stretch that gap, I I, I just don't think the Flyers can catch them. But we'll have to wait and see what happens if they, they gotta if, start if, scoring. Though. Well, we're every, trying to think they will. Everything is a moot point. You can't score three goals in four games. I mean, you you gotta find a way to get the puck in the back of the net. That's it. Or anything else, you can break down. You can I could put a million keys out here about what the Winnipeg Jets need to do in this game. If they can't score, it doesn't matter.
1: Yeah. And one one last thing I'll add too: the Flyers have had one of the top penalty kills for most of the season. But over that over this past five game losing streak that they had before the Florida win. It's been really bad, really bad, even against the Panthers too. So maybe wow. this is a chance to get that power play going for the Jets <laughs> well, too. Jets desperately. What's out
0: on the Dylan three games?
1: Uh, it's it's too much. And then I don't, I don't even necessarily disagree with three games, but I think you guys have been saying this too. The inconsistency is just outrageous.
0: Yeah, it's, in, it's the inconsistency and stuff like that. I, I and, and based on, again, what Jim was saying, when you look at the entire scope of this year and what is being penalized and what classifies as a three-game suspension, I don't see that with Brendan Dillon. I don't see that situation. and There's numerous uh, accounts of that. So anyways, Brendan Brendan Dillon, three-game suspension. What can you do about Joke. it? Tyson Rewicki. Flyers fan,
1: six city CJB best team in
0: the NHL producer, strapping strapping in. You
1: taking the over? Oh no, no, <laughs> no! Not on the Flyers all game. Right. You, you avoid that over at all costs.
0: Thanks very much, man.
1: No, thanks, you guys.
0: Thanks. Good luck to you in life. Let's take a break. Let's come back. <laughs> yeah, I'll see you later in the battles to come. Sorry, what your dad did you? Yeah, <laughs> and your brothers. Um, there's an announcement apparently coming soon for one NHL team. Who could yeah. that be, and what Ooh. could it be about? Well, I'll tell you Ooh. when we come back.
1: Chats at noon on 680 CJOB. Biggest thing is if, because we don't play till next Thursday, this kind of drags itself out a little bit too long for LB, and he's played well for us. And, you know, obviously, Helly was at the All-Star game as well. So, uh, yeah, no good opportunity to see him.
0: Brassois trying to get some time in. Uh, he's going to be, uh, starting tonight in Philly pregame at four puck drop at six. What are you watching tonight? I'm really interested to to watch the game of Logan Stanley. And I want to see the Winnipeg Jets reinsert the dominant four check that was had so much success for them that I think that they've kind of, their offense is kind of stagnant a little bit. They're, they're playing on the perimeter a little bit too much. They're playing above the circles and I really want them to, to really get going there.
2: Yeah, I, I I think I need to see their transition game back, um, getting out of their own end, getting through the neutral zone, uh, and the forecheck. I, yeah. I think that's like I've, I think that in the last game against Pittsburgh, and this is the thing is why I don't think the wheels are going to fall off like they did last season, where they only won seven games. I think in the last two to two and a half months, um, I, I think that they, even though their transition game wasn't there and the forecheck and all that stuff, and the power play wasn't clicking again. Um, they were in that game, save for that five minute major from Brendan Dillon. Um, so if they can get that going again, I think the goals are gonna come. They're in a goal scoring drought for sure. We know the numbers. Uh, nine in the last seven. What is it? Three in the last four you said?
0: Yeah, or four in the last three. No, they scored twice against uh, they they scored one goal against Boston. They scored twice against the Leafs in Winnipeg. right. And, and then, then they got then shut out, shut uh, out. yeah, so three uh, in the
2: last four games. They're too good of a skilled team after that, so I, I think it's time to. You know, at the start of the season when they went through the first two weeks and they were playing well, but yep. they'd lost a few. And I said, you know, the first two to three weeks it's okay, but now it's time for the big big guns to come. Yeah. I think it's time for the big guns to get the scoring going again. Yeah. I think it's time for Kyle Connor to start clicking again. Yeah, he's, Mark got he's got to start
0: getting. He's got to start I, scoring. I actually,
2: yeah. for the first time this year, I did not like Gabe Velarde's game last game against mm-hmm. Pittsburgh. I thought, and when I say don't like, like he wasn't awful, but he wasn't moving his feet and stuff. So I think it's time for the top six to sort of start scoring again. And and that should get the depth scoring going. But I know it's been a while for Nita Ryder and I follow and all those guys. But to me, this is a, another point of the season. Like it was after the first two weeks that, okay. And then I think they got 13 points and seven yeah. games or something like that. So I look for the big guns to set the tone tonight and get some scoring.
0: The Arizona Coyotes say an announcement with our plan to stay in Arizona will be coming soon. We've narrowed our list of sites down and remain extremely bullish that we will have a resolution on our home in the desert soon. Nobody wants to get this done more than us. As Jim Cramer would say, bye, bye, bye. That's them on the Twitter account. Bullish. Well, there's another word that starts with bull that I might add in there.
2: (laughs) Well done. I thought I'm looking. Do you want me to say it? look I don't I'm sorry it's they're not great going if anywhere. It's happening they're not going anywhere and it's great if they got an announcement coming soon. I'm sorry Arizona I'll believe it when there's a shovel in the
0: ground Five and not with your announcement I'm when telling there's
2: a shovel in the ground
0: Mark my words five years minimum at mullet still to come and, and what
2: did I say about that arena and what we're hearing about it in that athletic poll and everything? The players and the families that live there and what they're playing in. Five-year
0: minimum. Jim are take you All happy. the way until 3 o'clock. Thank you very much, Jeffrey. 14 for News. John be back. Same time. I'll see you. Chats at noon on 6-8-CJOB.